happening always and forever and on drugs well huh? i mean we're we're not on on drugs oh you're not right now you told me to come on drugs tonight <sighs> love is not your drug kind wow. that's true your love is my drug nice <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. unplanned yeah like my pregnancy with noel <laughs> and mine with anna nice well, your your first, so. yeah, second and third, those were planned. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, us grown hops, we have a tendency of getting people. Can't pregnant. wait till you plan for twins the next time. That's not happening. <laughs> oh no, no! I put it out there. I can manifest it to be true if oh, I yeah? say it enough is it times. On your, is it on your vision board? It's on my vision board. Is your twins? Yeah. Well, not 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 your like your your future twins. Yeah, I'm gonna put up the picture of. Uh, Nora holding Charlie standing next to Ben on my vision board. Nice. You know? Nice. Yeah. I'm going to get my full uh, cow's worth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, marijuana. <laughs> yeah, speaking of being high, we're not, but we're going to talk about it. You know, we, we should really consult uh, a loyal listener of the show, um, Heidi, who is a, a cannabis lawyer. Oh, is she really? Yeah. We should I knew have consulted she was a lawyer, her. but we'll, yeah. we'll have to I mean, I know she listens a good amount. Call her right now. What time is it where she lives? Well, I believe she lives in Washington, so it would DC? be it, it, no. State? Yeah, I think it would be. Dude, we got a good two-hour jump on her. It's only 8 o'clock there. I know, I know. That's not too bad. Uh, But I think she would like a little bit more of a heads up, so that would be cool. But if she's listening to this episode, it's definitely something we should consider if she'd be willing, because we've had some wonderful guests, and I think she would be another great one. Yeah, we should do that, because I still have that Zoom subscription. haven't used it yet. Forgot to to cancel it. (laughs) Thanks, Patreon. You help pay for these things. <laughs> you guys are the best. <laughs> uh, for those of you, what's a Patreon? That is a way to help support the show. If you're yeah. a loyal listener, we always just appreciate you listening and having yeah. the conversation with us. But another way to financially support is through our Patreon. So. Yeah, patreon.com slash Podcast. Yeah, we do appreciate all those that do listen. But uh, oh, another also, way. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. No, I was, I was going to segue in. Oh, I was going to talk about Nora. Oh. Well, we can do that another time because okay. I had a good segue. Okay. Another way to raise revenue, not only for a podcast, but just in general, is to legalize marijuana and tax it. Some states have done that and very effectively. Yeah. And yeah, so we do it here in Illinois. Yeah. Illinois, you know, passed it, but it, it surprisingly, it's not legalized federally. So, you know, one thing I learned from, from our friend is that it's technically still a federal crime to be in possession of, you know, marijuana. However, at the state level, it's been legalized. So there's no real challenges to the federal courts yet or anything like that, but there is a battle. So the idea here is is to just legalize it federally across the board. So all 50 states, it'll be legal because that just seems to make the most sense. Yeah. And... It passed in the House under the Moore Act. It sure did. It, it, it was. It, I think it was considered like a bipartisan to no. a certain extent. I thought there was like one or two Republicans that voted yes. Uh, there were a few. Yeah. Yeah. It passed it two hundred twenty bipart- to two hundred four. Bar- bipartisan ish. Yeah, there were a few Repo- few Republicans supporting the measure, according to reports. Uh, the problem is doesn't look very good for it doesn't look like a very clear path to joe biden's desk i would say probably not i'd be i would be pretty surprised to see it get get past the senate i although i do have high hopes i'm actually pretty pretty optimistic about this um because there have been 
some inklings um, of it skating by the the Senate. Um, really? Yeah, I was watching a news broadcast. It, it might have been CNN actually, mm-hmm. um, which is rare for me. So it was probably something I saw on YouTube. I don't actually tune into CNN. Okay. Uh, but the bill itself is actually pretty. Uh, it, it's kind of well thought out. How do you mean? Well, it's more than just like decriminalizing marijuana. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, shout out uh, Representative Nadler uh, mm-hmm. for the sponsoring this bill. This bill is sponsored by Nadler. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a weird tire depression. I uh, see. I was thinking tire company. Oh, see, I was Nadler tires. Of, I was <laughs> take Nadler for all your depression needs. <laughs> Jesus, you will suffer from kidney failure and heart attack. <laughs> But you won't be sad. <laughs> oh, I can't even get the joke out because I was laughing at it. I'm sorry. You're good. I pulled him a, a Mitchell. My little brother does the same thing. He can't tell a joke because he laughs his way through. And then by the time <laughs> the joke's out, it's like, all right, I'm, uh, uh, whatever. Um, but so it's, first of all, the more more actually stands for Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, in mm-hmm. case you were curious. But it doesn't just decriminalize marijuana. Mm-hmm. It also does a lot of investing hmm. into the communities. I like that. Did you know that, Brian? Well, I did know that Colorado, um, you know, when they decided to legalize marijuana, what was it, 2017, 2018 or something like it was, that? It feels like it was long ago, yeah. longer ago. When they did that, they made so much in tax revenue that they actually had to find out because they, they had made so much for the schools. Like they were just pouring more into yeah. the schools than they had originally budgeted for. Like they said, Oh, well we're going to make X amount and that amount will go to schools. And like it doubled them, their, you know, earliest projections. Yeah. And so they had to like find out, okay, well where else can we put this money? Like where else would this benefit the public? And I think that's a really interesting thing. I know, uh, I was reading earlier that this would generate about, what was it? Hold on. Um, in taxes, oh, sorry, legalizing pot could generate about $105.6 billion in aggregate federal tax revenue. So that's taxing income of people that own the places, that work at the places, that the the sales taxes, the federal taxes on the sales of, right. of it, all of that, it would bring in about $105 billion a year in tax revenue, which yeah. is which is really remarkable if you think about it. Like, you know, um, if we look at the infrastructure bill, right, $1.3 trillion that people were kind of freaking out about. If we look at that, you know, that's over 10 years, the – marijuana tax revenue could almost pay for that entirely, you know, over a 10 year period each, you know, it'd it'd be 1.5 trillion. So it would pay for it just by legalizing marijuana. I know that one big argument to this is like, even if we legalize marijuana at a federal level, like there's still going to be quote unquote illegal sales of it, or there's going to be like a black market for it. And that's fine. And you see that here in Illinois, yeah. too, when you talk to people like they they still go to the same person who they've been getting their weed from for forever because mm-hmm. it's cheaper, you know, because you're, you're not paying taxes and things like that on it. Um, And I, to me, it's like, I, who cares? You know what I mean? Because like there's going to be it's like anything else. It's like you're either going to go to the dive bar or you're going to go to like the fancy swanky bar. You know what I mean? And get a fancy cocktail. You know what I mean? You can either get your regular weed from your regular guy or you can go to your, uh, you know, your local dispensary and get your uh, artisanal weed. Yeah, but, you know, think of it this way. In the two years since launching, right, Mm -hmm. the legalization of marijuana, uh, Illinois has collected over half a billion dollars with that extra, like, side hustles of other people. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been able to to generate half a billion dollars in tax revenue, which is huge. You know, J.B. Pritzker has been able to balance the budget for the first time since yeah, I, I do love the commercial that I've started to see <clears throat> where it's like it plays the AOL Instant Messenger like sign-on or the AOL, I should say, yeah. internet sign-on with the dial-up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like 
the budget has been balanced for for the first time since you've heard this sound and then like plays it and I'm like oh that's actually kind of cool because it makes me kind of nostalgic and then yeah it also makes me realize how old I am and this is how long it's been since we've had a balanced budget in Illinois and Pritzker's done it well one of the reasons is the legalization of marijuana yeah like creating half a billion dollars in tax revenue so about 250 million dollars a year in tax revenue half a billion that's 500 million yeah but it's over two years so 250 oh, oh, million oh, okay. a year okay that's that's a substantial amount and it's probably going to continue to grow when there's less and less stigma attached to it right Certainly, there's yeah. there's still some you know some of the older school people that might not like it and blah 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 there's certain areas that actually don't want it in there like so they don't uh, grant the permission for the businesses to open up like they're a legal cannabis store yeah but they like was it Naperville there was a there was a kind of an uppity affluent town that originally didn't want it and then they realized like the revenue that it would bring in and they're yeah. like oh shit we need to go back on this but you know there's still that stigma somewhat attached and it, and it can be difficult to open up those types of stores it's like Evans Evanston with prohibition Mm-hmm. Isn't it Evanston? I was in Elmhurst. It was Evanston. No, Elmhurst. I grew up in Elmhurst. There's no prohibition there. No, 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 no. But I think, <laughs> I think talking about the you know the original one, Brian. My dad would not I, have picked I, to live there his whole like, life. Ev- Ev- Evanston. Evanston was uh, pretty hardcore about that. And there's a distillery there now called Few Distilling, and mm. I know that they still kind of oh Few. Okay. They, they, they faced hurdles when they wanted to get their their license to distill. Um which was only about maybe five or six years ago, probably more than that, probably like seven or eight years ago. But that's part of the bill too, is it makes small business administration loans and services available to, uh, to anybody who's basically wanting to get into a legitimate marijuana business. Um, which I, again, I just think it's really, really, it's, it's neat that they didn't just say, let's just decriminalize it, but like, no, let's, you know, kind of put some money into the communities where this is a, you know, this could help them. I mean, to me, the biggest thing that, uh, about this bill that I enjoy is like the expungement portion of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're basically going, and it's it's not like a get out of jail free card, but you're basically your your case is reheard. Yeah. Um, Which it should be. I don't think there absolutely. should be a single person in jail, even From though you did break a crime back then. It yeah. should have never been the crime, you know, thanks to the Nixon and Reagan years. Like you know, everything kind of turned into that crime, and it was you know, there's a tremendous disparity amongst blacks and whites that you know get charged with these crimes but all that aside like there shouldn't have been this level of imprisonment for marijuana to begin with yeah and so we have people serving life sentences there's 40,000 people Americans that are incarcerated for marijuana like that, the, the, like, the rest of the world laughs at us about this shit. Well, it seems that's that's a lot of people. 40,000 people. For smoking weed. Like, it, it is different than alcohol. But at the same time, it's not so much more damaging. Now, personally, I'm of the belief that we shouldn't be imprisoning anyone for drug charges. You are not harming anyone else and you're not harming property. But at the same Unless time, you're selling things like well, fentanyl. And... So, so yes, I'm saying personal usage. Okay. Like, fair. Yeah. Fair. Possession should yeah. not be charged. Now, if you have possession with intent to distribute, okay. Now we're talking, especially if it's like heroin or, you know, opioids or narcotics of any sort. Cocaine. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing like cocaine, right? We, we see the difference. In charges, it was like a hundred times harsher sentencing for crack versus cocaine. Why? Cocaine was the white drug, crack was the black drug. Yep. You had, yep. Socioeconomically, people were more likely to use crack and lower socioeconomic statuses. And it, at the time, certainly in the 70s and 80s, you had more minorities in the urban, lower socioeconomic you know, areas. It was not by coincidence that it was designed to punish harsher the people that were caught in possession of crack versus cocaine. And there was design behind that. Um, But with that in mind, I think the decriminalization, but like you said, the expungement is a huge aspect. And while I think it should be reheard and, you know, in general, a large majority of those people should be released, you know, assuming there's no, 
you know, assault and battery along with it, you or, know, or, or if the it drugs. was like, or if it was like, yeah, other drugs that they were selling at the same time too, you know, yeah. that's always something, but again, it, all the cases should be, should be reheard. Um, it's funny that you brought up Nixon and, uh, Reagan. Like it's, uh, I know I brought up Hunter S. Thompson novels before. Yeah. I, I still have to read your, your birthday present. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. It's funny. You know what I mean? It's interesting. It's it, funny. It's somewhat factual in time at times. Um, but he talks about Nixon and the, the war on drugs and they do a little spoof off of it in fear and loathing in Las Vegas mm-hmm. where like Hunter is sitting in on a, like he's doing a, an article on this, uh, convention of police officers in Las Vegas. And it's, they're, they're watching these videos about like uh, marijuana and how to tell if a person is smoking marijuana and like one of the lines is you can tell by the dried semen on their pants <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck because they used to they like it used to be like a stigma that like people who smoked wear- marijuana constantly masturbated mm. yeah it's uh, t- times they have changed Brian <laughs> yeah yeah you know I think it would also be interesting for agriculture as well yeah. uh, I think twofold Number one, it'd create a more sustainable agricultural model. I think people mm-hmm. would be paid better because you're not getting, like, for instance, farming corn is largely dependent on a lot of subsidies, right? And it's ha- it, it, it de- depletes the nitrogen in soil as well. Well, okay. I didn't even think of that. But, like, the subsidization of agriculture in, in America is pretty remarkable but cannabis farming wouldn't need that like it generates enough revenue to just be very profitable in general Mm -hmm. and so i think you would be less likely to have you know issues with you know illegal migrant workers and stuff like that i wonder what it would be with this what kind of issues this would cause with like obviously like the cartels in mexico like they have plenty of other drugs to to send over, but like, you ever seen the movie um, Blow? No, I've seen that too. Though mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it, but it's about a couple of guys in traffic. No, uh, but it's it's a couple of kids in, in California. They're like ex-military and they're growing weed. Like that's their new thing. Oh, uh, with uh, Benicio uh, del Toro and I yeah, uh, uh, Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Blake Lively's in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the two boys that kind of love her, the yeah, triangle. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Othello. Um, but um, I wonder if it will cause savages. Any... I got it before you. I looked it up. Thank you. All I, I have did, is I, did, I didn't Google you. I all I have Google is B A L. I don't know where I was going with that, but it, it, savages dawned on me, <laughs> and I was all excited. <laughs> and then, for some reason, B A L, and I type into Google, and it brings up Balenciaga. Do they know me at all, Google? Like I am, I've never, I wouldn't even know how to spell Balenciaga. No, you do. But I sure as hell wouldn't buy it. I am not rich, and I would not wear holes in my sweater unless I put those holes there myself. Oh, it's a designer brand. Yeah, I thought it was a country. No, Balenciaga, <laughs> Balenciaga hoodies and stuff like that are so like they look Balenciaga Croc heels four hundred and twenty dollars. That's stupid. Kim Kardashian's into Balenciaga. Yeah. The, all right, like all right. Now, now I'm in. Now I'm in. Let me see. Swimwear, underwear. Okay, what's up? How much is Balenciaga underwear? Boxer briefs, one pair, hundred eighty dollars. Huh. Speaking of semen on my pants, I better end up with semen on my <laughs> pants wearing one hundred fifty dollar <laughs> underwear. Oh, this episode's taking a weird turn. <laughs> I mean, hundred fifty dollars for briefs. How do you rationalize $150 for briefs and $150 for boxer briefs? That's when you have so I have much less money. I have less cotton involved here. Yeah, that's when you like you have so much money that you just don't know what to do with it. I would never How, how much for how much for the tank top? $500. That's stupid. For the tank top, it better come with the six pack for me. <laughs> Yeah, it says no. It says it right there: chiseled chest and six pack included. Automatically, yeah. I don't even have to do the you crunches. Put it on and it just does stuff, you know. Okay, hundred seventy dollars, hundred seventy five dollars for Pride Slip sporty briefs. I'm in on that. I'm not. Still, I'm in. I'm in. I like the rainbow. Else. I like the rainbow. Yeah, I understand that, but you could probably get fucking Fruit of the Loom ones for like 
<laughs> you could probably get for the little ones for half the, not even half the cost. Was that a fruit joke? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> I laughed in my head, but like, <laughs> and actually exteriorly too. Yeah. Audibly. Yeah. Uh, anyways, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so savages, we were talking about, you're like, oh, the cartel and, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I get that, but. No, I, I mean, I don't think they'd really come I, after I don't think so weed, either. Like, you know? they, the cartel operates because they have this both the supply and the, the demand here. Right. Like, if the demand isn't there because it's legalized, they don't have... That's another major issue. This war on drugs is bullshit. The militarization of, of police forces had a lot to do with the war on drugs. Reagan started boosting up the funding for all these police, you know, SWAT teams and all this shit because of the war on drugs in this cartel, this notion of the cartel, like, yes, they're obviously real and they do other things. Like they work with counterfeit money and all right, of these yeah. different things, which I watched the movie, the show Reacher on Amazon prime. Oh yeah. I saw that. It was okay. It wasn't it's super it, dorky. Yeah. It's a total, it's like the expendables, right? Exactly. Like you just enjoy the action. Yeah. Yes. I think they purposefully turn those moments where he turns around and like drops the one word or the one liner where you're like, Oh God, you roll yeah. your eyes at it. Yeah. But all in all, it was good. And like, I kind of liked the end game of it all. I don't know if you got to the end of oh, it yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I with it. the whole counterfeit money and how they were doing. It. I was like, man, that is fascinating. Yeah. But I do think, like, that's where the cartel is now. And I think cocaine and heroin, sure. But yeah. I think you know legalizing. Coca, do you know Coca-Cola is the only company in the United States that can legally import cocaine? I did not know. Uh, well, they, can, they, can't, they can't import cocaine. They can import the cocoa bean, right? Cocoa that, plant. The cocoa plant yeah. that you can extract cocaine from. Yeah. And I, then they send it. They send it to a, a company out on the east coast that to de- refine it. That, that decocainizes it. Yeah, the the idea of cocaine, or not the idea, the process in which cocaine is made. Uh, Gordon Ramsay did a program on it because his, mm-hmm. I think his brother died of cocaine usage or complications of it. Mm-hmm. I might be perf- maybe cousin, someone very close to him. And it's a big deal. And in the restaurant industry, especially in the high stress, like yeah. Michelin star restaurants, there is a lot of cocaine usage. You can see it in all the restaurants. I think, yeah, in general, because, you know, you're up late, you need to be wired, you party a lot, you know, not everyone. Obviously, you're in a different stage of your life. But yeah. I know when I was young. But I, I, mean, I, but I mean, people, I've, I've worked with people at the sure. restaurant that like, yeah, you know, that was their jam. Right. And, you know, but. He goes out and actually goes into, uh, it wasn't Colombia, Bolivia maybe? Could be, yeah. Because Colombia has really cleaned up their act. But he went into a place where they actually create cocaine. So they, you know, they farm it and then they, dude, there's like fucking gasoline in it. It like soaks in all kinds of these nasty ingredients. And you're like, I understand we get a little upset that things aren't organic here. But cocaine is a whole nother level of processing. Oh, yeah. And, like synthesizing shit together. And it's disgusting. So Yeah, I didn't I, know that. I did know that he had that documentary. I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, it's it's fascinating. And like he he, you know, also investigates his own restaurants for like traces of it on like toilets and and he finds it and he, he gets upset and, you know, tries to make change in his restaurants. Who knows if it actually stuck or if it was just for production value. Right, yeah. But they, uh, we used to have, we used to have a running joke when I was bartending in Barrington. Um, there's a it's actually a cool little spot. It's called the Yankee Doodle. Mm-hmm. We always called it the Doodle. Um, but it's it's fun if you go there in like the early evening or you know like before like eleven o'clock at night. But like it was the only like late late night bar. Oh, like Barrington. the three a.m. type bar. Yeah, um, I think they only had a two a.m. license. I don't think you can get a four a.m. in Barrington. Oh, but, okay. Um, but like if I ever got off shift early, I'd like that's where I'd go and I'd have a beer because they had like for a hole in the wall they had a great beer selection, great whiskey selection. But like you could, honestly, you could just walk into the bathroom and like that's there's just people in there just doing a bunch of cocaine. Wow, wow, wow! It's wow, all wow. over everything. Yeah. So like I would never pee there if I went late because you didn't want to ruin it for the next guy. Yeah, like ah, sorry, sorry, bro. I had dribbled on your <laughs> next bump spot. Sorry, my bad. Um... <laughs> Uh, 
this is like rightfully so a strange episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But it'll be more fun if this bill passes and we get to let a lot of people out of prison. <laughs> well, you know, if you, you brought up that one article and, and it said 40,000 people are in there for possession and, yeah. you know, that, even, that's just for marijuana related crimes. Right. So getting back away from the cocaine and the harder drugs, which personally I feel like possession of those drugs should not get you in, in jail. It may be sent to rehab or something like that. And we, you know, we need that prison form. We've talked about that a couple episodes back. I'm more than happy to do it again. Uh, but in this particular instance, I think that is a huge part of, you know, saving taxpayer dollars and, and getting more people into the workforce. And, you know, I think that's all in all a very, very good thing that can happen, Certainly. especially if it's expunged, you know, it's no longer held against them. Like, you know, they get out of jail and hopefully they don't even have to say, like, have you been convicted of a, of a crime? Yeah, they can correct say me no. if I'm wrong. If it's expunged, they don't, they don't have to say like, I've correct. been convicted yeah. of a, it doesn't of a show, felony. It doesn't show on their record. So I think that's another huge aspect of it is, you know, even when people have gotten out after serving 20 years for getting caught with possession for, you know, three different instances and they go serve, you know, yeah, X amount had, of they years. Had, they had the whole, the whole three strike rule. Yeah. And so, I think expunging that and getting those people out, those are voters now. Like, this is all really, really important. You know what they could do with some of the uh, the tax dollars they get from selling all the marijuana is give it to these people since they've been rotting in prison for smoking a bowl. Yeah. I, I, well, That's a over, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with you. Like, it's a way to reinvest in the community. Right. You're you're improving schools. You're you're putting more money into schools, Right. I think that's the first and foremost like aspect of it is like getting more money in education is the number one way to fix this country. Like you're getting more people educated. They're able to change the system to benefit the most people. They, you know, they're going to be more likely to succeed and it's not necessarily going to colleges or going to the trades. You're just raising critical thinkers. You know, yeah, if you, if you certainly. have more classrooms, you're dropping that classroom size from 35 students to 15 students in a classroom. Now you have a teacher that wants to be there, that loves being there, creates personal connections yeah. with those students and like gives a shit because they can. That's a really big deal. That changes the, the long-term trajectory of this country a great deal. And so it's so simple mm -hmm. is passing this. And it passed narrowly, you know, 220 to 204 in the House. It will likely not pass the Senate. You don't think because it will have to get it has to get 60. Oh, okay. Because okay. it'll filibuster, no doubt. But if it doesn't filibuster, I mean, they would. I, I know for a fact McConnell will filibuster this shit. And then he'll go toke up on his horse farm himself. Yeah. But, you know. We've talked about it at nauseum about the idea of how much investment there is by politicians. And I think prison is a major, major investment for a lot of these assholes. And so, therefore, they don't want it to be where they lose 40,000 people. Right. Immediately. You know? And disproportionately see, like, low socioeconomic people go into it, minority or not. The people yeah. that don't have great lawyers that can't get them out of this or, you know, that superstar public defender that can get them out of a bullshit charge, you know, they keep doing this. They just keep funneling people into this. And there's a lot of money to be made and corporations then benefiting off of that free labor. They don't want to see that change. And I think that's one of the most fucked up things about all of this is like the amount of good that comes from legalizing marijuana, which... If you had told me this 15 years ago, I've been like, oh, I don't know. That sounds kind of dangerous. Legalizing marijuana? I don't know. You know? And me personally, I'm not a, I'm not a major user of it. I've, I've smoked twice in my life, and I've, I've had edibles twice in my life. I've never smoked weed. And that's fine. And at the same time, you're like, oh, this makes total sense, right? Yeah. So we're not even like, we're not Cheech and Chong on this podcast. No. Mm. But it just makes sense. To legalize it, we've seen it work. We've seen it work in Colorado. More states have adopted it to either mm -hmm. decriminalize it or legalize recreational usage. 
And we've seen in Illinois, our own home state, make $500 million over, they're actually saying it's closer to $600 million over a two-year period. Yeah. And it's only going to continue to grow. You know, we could get up to a billion dollars in the next few years. That'd be great. A year of great. revenue. That'd be great. That's huge. Yeah. Maybe they can keep the tolls where they are instead of raising it every two years. That'd be nice. Yeah. And all it is is like saying, hey, you want to smoke up? That's cool. You just got to pay a little extra tax on it. I don't think they should raise the taxes anymore on it. If anything, as we see volume go up, maybe decrease it and continue to see volume go up. But it should be treated almost the exact same as alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but right now, it doesn't look like it's going to pass. But this seems to be a trend. Because we also saw something else pass the house. Speaking of drugs, let's talk about drugs. <laughs> So this is a prescribed uh, drug treatment. Insulin. Insulin. And insulin is more costly here than I believe. I'm almost 100% certain, but I don't have a study or proof of it in front of me. Say it. I'll look it up real fast. But insulin in this country is more expensive than any other country in the world. So as you're looking that up, I'll give the rundown. $35 $35 a month is the proposed cost for insulin. Capping that price. Oh, big time. Sorry, I'm going to interject. No, go ahead. Yeah. Chile is the next. Yeah. That's as of 2018. Yeah, $98.70. Chile is the closest at $21. So in the country where it's probably... Eight times higher compared to similar nations. That's crazy. So we, the, the countries where the, the companies generally are based charge eight times more of their own countrymen than elsewhere. And, and that's baffling to me. I understand we're a richer country, so we can afford things. But the price gouging that happens is astronomical. And, yeah. you know, that that's an average cost. You know, some people have different um, insurances. Well, different insurances, but also like the way it's distributed. Yeah. You know, the the way the insulin is distributed, they might need more, they might need less, whatever the case is. They might have, um, what's it called? Like there's an attachment you can have. Yeah, it's the pump. Yeah, the pump instead of like just an insulin uh, injection. Mm -hmm. And so it can be very, very costly. Yeah. I remember someone that I worked with insurance only covered so much. So it was like upwards of $250 every month. Yeah. And that's what he, he had paid on top of what the insurance was paying for. Yeah. And there were months where he was rationing it and that's become a major issue in America. It's like people have to ration this in order to survive because they're like, well, rent car payment or, you know, even public transport or whatever, this, that gas bill, all this, I have to cut costs somewhere. Yeah, and the, the, what, what's cool about this bill is it's going. It, what it would do is it would cap the cost sharing um, under private health insurances for monthly supply. So they want to make it um, either thirty five dollars or twenty five percent of the plan's negotiated price, whichever is less. And I like that little stipulation in there. Yeah, whichever is less. So if you can negotiate better, yeah, good for you. Yeah, um, which is you know. It's 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 absolutely absurd, and uh, there's there's a lot to say about the pharmaceutical industry. Um, but I had a little bit of a, a firsthand encounter with the pharmaceutical industry. Really, and I'm not going to say which which pharmaceutical company or anything like that because this is regarding uh, my place of employment. Not that we're a pharmaceutical company because we're not. But I I I worked at an event. Um, Root is in your name. What are you getting from those roots? Grinding what you got in that root? Grinding them up. Um, but I worked an event for a pharmaceutical company this this week, and um, I, I've worked several events for them. Um, I mean, generally very nice individuals, very wealthy individuals, obviously. Um, but they work a lot with Johnson and Johnson um, and a couple of other you know big names in the pharmaceutical game. And uh, the gentleman who was hosting the event, basically they bring in a bunch of doctors and wine them and dine them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of common practice mm-hmm. um, in just about every industry. But um, they came in, and I, I was talking to the gentleman who, who was hosting the event and uh, just 
kind of getting into conversation and he brought up a little bit about pharmaceuticals and I like I took that opportunity I took that little little bit of a door opening and uh, shoved the door wide open and just started you know asking him questions because I was truly I was interested yeah um, and I, I was I was you know what's the process you know and he just talked about like how you know they used to have like ten drugs that were that, that they had patented um, and you know now they only have one. And the big thing is like they're obviously trying to pump money into R and D because they got to get their next one. And the way that he explained it to me, and it kind of like it, it was like a punch to the chest for me because okay. I was like, "This is exactly what is wrong." Okay. Um, he's like, "Well, yeah, now we only have one, and there's only a 13 year window where we can actually make our money off of that drug because then it goes generic." And that that is like, "Oh God, here it comes." And so he's just talking about he's like. Uh, he went in depth on like how they're not charging people are not charging enough for 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 drugs and and they should be able to charge whatever they want um free market baby yeah he, he went on and on and on. he's like well we have so many lawyer fees and and they're always getting sued and all i wanted to say was well like listen man like make make a drug that you're proud of properly list the side effects then you're 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 good for your lawsuits for the most part unless you got some real you know jivey lawyer that can get get past it but like just the way that he he explained it to me as far as like the american public has no idea what they're talking about and drugs should cost more money and he just it was it was it was just it was what kind of sickened me was that it was all business and i get it that's where he makes his money but like, if you're in the pharmaceutical industry, you should be in it to like help people. You're 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 not a doctor, but like you are the person that is responsible for keeping people healthy, helping people with ailments that they have. Um, it it honestly it, it nauseated me. Hmm. Um, and I kind you know I kind of wish you were there, but no, I probably would have brought my tip percentage down. Yeah. <laughs> Because we've worked parties before and gotten into political discussions, and I don't relent. Uh, I, I, yeah, it was I, one, of, one of the last ones you and I worked together. Yeah, I, I think we we cultivated really good conversation. And, yeah. and look, fortunately, that gentleman saw value in in the disagreement. Correct. Yeah. But it, like, it's easier to just relent and be like, "Oh yeah, no, you know, I, I agree with you," you know, because then they're more likely to tip better. But I don't do that, and I might have gotten actually. Uh, a little bit more visibly angry at listening to that process because I believe in the capitalist mindset there where, hey, I want to, you know, innovate, make money. That's right. great. But when he's like, oh, well, we should be charging more. Do you know what our costs are? Yeah, but how about you tell me what your profits were? Yeah, that's what I – and that's that's kind of what got me too is like, listen, man, I see the car you rolled up in. Right. Okay. You're talking to me about your multi-million dollar house. Exactly. I was you gonna say, I mean? like, so you know, like, maybe he got a company car, but even then, right. your company can afford that car. Yeah. 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 I mean, th- that's like those are the kind of nights where, like, you look into the the parking lot of the restaurant. It's like BMWs, Mercedes, a Bentley, maybe for the big boss. Um, you know what I mean? All all high rollers. Um, where like, yeah, money is no object. But and and so like I, obviously I, you're doing okay. It's not like you're getting paid, you know, $60,000 a year, which 60,000 is not terrible. You're not getting paid what teachers getting paid, you know. I I I understand the idea of capitalism. Right? But even at $35, right? The cost of the cost of insulin I think is like $6 or something to so produce, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's very low at this point in the game. And so at $35, you're making, you know, $29 a profit. 30 million Americans have diabetes and 30% of that. So 9 million Americans are are u- using insulin. On so a that means basis. I, and, and that's on a monthly basis and so even at those numbers, right? So we have 9 million times 25. So we'll round up and say we'll say 10 million. That's $250 million of revenue, net revenue, not not gross, but net revenue that you're making. And, of course, you're going to pay people and just, you know. But, like, 
that's a lot of money yeah. to be made. Yeah. And so at what cost is that like just gross? Right. And so when, when people talk about the cost of something, do you know how much I have to pay the lawyers for this? I don't, I don't give a shit. I care about what are you walking away with? So for instance, like we've, you and I have talked about inflation this year and like those companies that are looking at inflation and saying, oh my gosh, you know, costs are going up. Costs are going up like 3%, but you're raising your, your rates at 12%. Like that's price gouging. You're not covering the cost of inflation. So you make the exact same profits as last year. You're recording record profits because you're not only inflating the, you know, passing the inflationary costs onto the consumers. You're taking a little extra for the, the, you know, the extra efforts that you're putting in. Yeah. Your board members are all getting fucking, uh, you know, nice little bonus checks, right? They need the, the stock buybacks, the dividends and all that. And, and I'm, I'm for companies making good money. I really am. I believe that capitalism without greed can work. The problem is, is greed subsides or greed always kind of wins out long term over the long haul. What is the Batman saying? You either oh, die the hero you know, and li- or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's capitalism. Yeah. That is literally capitalism under any circumstance. Yeah, that's why I just make my, my five million and call it a day. Dude, I am right there with you. If I if I, I was tipped out of five million, million I was gonna say ten million, but I no. didn't want to sound greedy. No, five million, man. Five million. That's all. That's all you need. And Maybe you're, ten. Because living I, off of four percent. Yeah, I'll take ten million though, because I could. I'll spend the other five million on building as a giant studio. <laughs> can you imagine what I can get for five million dollars? <laughs> Shit, dude. I could probably spend a million, get a small little spot for us, but nice, and then I could stock the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you need a million for it. <laughs> All right, fine. Six million, Brian. Fuck you. <laughs> so I think that's that's a big issue here. Is like when we look at capping insulin prices, this is really important. This advancement, because now it takes us back to okay, if we can do it with insulin, what else can we do it with? Can we Certainly. do it with blood pressure medications? Can we do it? And like I said, I have no problem if you think about it. It costs six to seven dollars and all that to basically manufacture and distribute insulin, and you're making three x on on your investment on a singular dosage, or a singular month, and you have twenty or ten million users of it. Th- those margins are pretty remarkable. Certainly, yeah. And so, if you're looking at it from that angle, even at thirty five dollars, it's kind of it's a lot, but hey. Bringing it down from a hundred bucks to thirty-five is far more manageable, and so I look at this, and it now sets the tone for. EpiPens. Is this the next step? EpiPens. That's next. EpiPens. You know, blood pressure medication. EpiPens is the 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 dickhead that you and I always talk about. Oh, Scarelli. Right? Yeah. Martin Martin Scarelli or whatever his name is. Yeah. I, I I look at this, and this is going to set the tone, long term for the direction of pharmaceuticals in America. And I think that's why there's so much Republican pressure to not do that because it changes everything. Similarly, unions in Amazon and Starbucks is a massive, massive improvement for American work culture. Yeah. Like the, the tone that it sets and you know, People are like, oh, unions don't even do anything. There's a reason Jeff Bezos spent 60, or Amazon spent $60 million oh, just to union have, bust. Have you been following that? They just had the first plant unionized. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying in New York. Yeah. So that's why it's so massive. And like, there's a reason Howard Schultz is out and about trying to rail against unionization and what it could do to Starbucks and blah, blah, blah. It'll massively improve. I mean, Starbucks is is, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't unionize, but they are they are pretty good to their workers as far as like health benefits, school flexibility of schedule. Like, there's some of that, and you know, I think in general, you know, considering some of the others, I think I think it's relative. I think yeah. relative to other establishments of like kind, mm-hmm. they're pretty good, but. 
in general, for the amount of money that the company is making, they're just as bad as others. So I think the value that the worker brings is tremendous and therefore needs to be compensated as such. And when people say, oh, McDonald's burger flipper, it's so easy, you know. Yeah, but you, do you know the revenue that those people are bringing in? Yeah. Like, do you, do you recognize that by flipping those burgers, the amount of money that they are bringing into that establishment, do the they volume. they flip burgers there still? Well, I don't know. It's just a saying, right? I don't think, yeah, I don't think they do. I think Burger King does, though. Well, no, Burger King never did. They had the broilers. It just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drops off. I like Burger King. No, they flip. Does. Yeah, because they fry them. Yeah. Or they put them on the, the flat top and then yeah. they put them in the warmers. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So I think they do still flip burgers here nor there. Yeah. The idea here is the amount of value that they bring is probably probably more than what most people bring to their own companies right. a lot of times. So I think that's just an interesting thing in a, in a digression. But I think... If these two things were to pass, the effects that it would have towards A, you know, with cannabis, the effects it would have on prison systems would be tremendous and possibly changing the way we think about prisons. And why, you know what? We expunged 40,000 people's prison records. Why were they in there in the first place? Maybe we should really reconsider things. Yeah. Oh, we can cap Insulin costs? Well, can we do that with other prescription drugs? Can we do that with other life-saving drugs that people depend on on a monthly or weekly basis? Can we change that? All of a sudden, the whole thought process changes. It opens the floodgates, man. Yeah. And I think that's why you know, Republicans currently are, are railing against these things because they have vested interests. You know, and Democrats do too, for the most part. Like, there's, vest, you know, investments and blah, blah, blah. Right. And don't worry. Like, if... if if Pelosi and Crenshaw are invested in these things, they'll get out before they, the moment you see them pull out of prescription drug companies, you know what's coming. Yeah. With that in mind, I think this signals huge change for America if they were to pass it, but they won't, unfortunately. At least not at least not for a few more terms. Until yeah. we can actually get some young blood we'll on both sides. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um all right, percentage chances. You ready? Well, I will say this. Yeah, there please. was there was a great quote uh, by Jamie Raskin. Ranskin? Hold on. Jamie Raskin. Uh, he was uh, one of the presiding uh, congressperson that looked over the impeachment or represented the impeachment process. Mm-hmm. He was speaking about the marijuana law, the, the MORE uh, legislation. And he brought up, you know, I know it's not as crazy as the cocaine-fueled orgies that a freshman congressperson wants to talk about, but my constituents would be in favor of the marijuana passage, like legalization. I thought that was such a good, just a good, because you heard about Madison Cawthorn. Yeah. Yeah, with like him saying that Republicans had invited him to cocaine-fueled orgies. I'm like, God you know, the GOP has fallen apart with like certain people just going off the rails, like Marjorie Taylor green and, you know, supporting Putin. And then you got Cawthorn talking about orgies. I thought that was a brilliant line by Raskin, but anyways, percentages of what Uh percentage pass rate. So start with MRE. Uh zero. I'm saying 50, 50. No, not a chance. You're not a chance. Well, actually. Okay. 25%. Thank you. Okay. I'll take your 25%. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, insulin. Zero. Really? Yeah. You're very pessimistic today. I don't even think they can get Joe Manchin on board with the insulin. I was going to say like 48%. No. I think they might get 48 you know senators. What? You know what? You know what, Brian? I think they might get 48 senators. You know what, Brian? What? <clears throat> I think 48% of the Senate will vote yes. But the likelihood of passage, zero. Sorry, 2%. I'll give it a 2%, my milk. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You're over, you're, and I just, I just think you're being... No, 
No. I, I, like, listen, it's probably realistic, but I, I was looking for a little bit more optimism. I know. Because it's not going to fucking... I'm not it's, high it's, right it's, now, it's, so it's, I know. It's not going to fucking happen with that attitude. It's well, not, right maybe now. if I get high, I'll actually think it's there's a better chance. You could do it. It's legal here. But, see, I think the legalization of marijuana is more likely because that doesn't directly impact Manchin's investments. And I, I think it does affect a yeah. lot of congressional investments. No, right on. And prisons and et cetera. Yeah. Whereas I think pharmaceutical has its money in so many congresspeople's pockets. Yeah. But it passed the House. So I'm excited. So look out, Senate. Here we come. It's a step. That means... Brian and I are putting on the referee jerseys. We're heading to D.C. <laughs> so Brian's like best friends with Joe Biden now. He tweeted him today. I did tweet him because yeah. that's funny. He you bring the that Twitter. up. He sent the Twitter sphere. I, I did send a tweet to the to the the live POTUS account at POTUS. Uh, he had said that you know healthcare in America is a it, it should be a basic right, and so I tweeted at him Medicare for all question mark. He didn't get back to me yet though, so we're, I don't think we're best friends. Yeah, he doesn't know you know how to Twitter. You know it's not him. No, it, dude, it's not even Jen Psaki. It's like yeah. some intern. She just got a big job at uh, MSNBC. MSNBC. I'm very excited for her. I'm a big fan of hers. I know you're like, eh, but I'm a big fan of hers. Huge. Yeah. You'll be a, f- a big fan of the next Democratic uh, press secretary. If she's, if he or she is good, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I guarantee you'll still think they're better than I do. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But then again, you know, if we look comparatively. Sean Spicer and whatever her name is, McElhaney. Dog oh, shit. God. She was she was she was a feisty one. She was terrible. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. No. No, not whatever. No, like she was I'm saying no, yeah, I'm saying like, yeah, whatever she was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Understand me, Brian. I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. <laughs> I always try to understand you. I always I always understand you. Yeah, no, you're good about that. We have um, a kinship. We have a kith and kinship. We do. We shared a bottle. <laughs> On that note, do good. Be great. Love you guys. Love you. the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you going react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saint the status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive. Yellow now. Ronimo. This is bye bye. Ta ta. Audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road. Try and catch a wave. Gotta free my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back.